Mamma Mia subscribers, you've been asking and we've been listening. Now you can get all of your exclusive subscriber audio on Apple Podcasts. That includes everything from bonus episodes of your favourite pods to exclusive segments to all of our audio series. To link your Mamma Mia subscription to Apple Podcasts, open the Mamma Mia Out Loud page in your Apple Podcasts app and follow the prompts or head to help.mamamia.com.au. You're listening to a Mamma Mia podcast. Mamma Mia acknowledges the traditional owners of land and waters that this podcast is recorded on. From Mamma Mia, welcome to The Spill, your daily pop culture fix. I'm Charlie Begg. And I'm Laura Brodnick. LB, you went to a pretty snazzy event last night. Tell me about it. I did. It was the premiere of the Stan original series, Court. It was at the Sydney Opera House, so very fancy. Mm-hmm. But if anyone saw my Instagram stories, maybe I looked cool, calm and collected. Maybe I didn't. I don't know. But the lead up to the event was quite intense. So I wasn't feeling my best in the morning because, as you know, I have a broken foot. You're like, I'm sick of hearing about it. Yeah. Really bad skin, massive yeah, pimple. Yeah, we've heard about that too. <laughs> my hair was gross and I was like to myself at like seven in the morning, you got to pull it together and just get yeah, yourself together. Talk. And, like, get on that red carpet tonight because there'll be a lot of very fancy people there that I had to interview on camera. So I whacked on a fake tan. I whacked on a treated mask. I worked at my desk at home like a crazy person. And then just before I went to the premiere, I went to shower and, like, wash all the goop off. Yep. And the water in my whole apartment building was gone. (gasps) No taps. No nothing. All gone. No notice. And I was like... I am neon orange. Like, I am the colour of a traffic light. That's my worst nightmare. My hair smells like a rotting banana because it was like a sweet mask that had been Wait, left on so too long. You, sorry, you had the mask in and the tan yeah. on. I've been whammy. sitting in it all day. <gasps> no time to call a friend to go and use their shower. Like, I had to leave my house in like 40 minutes. And so I just remained cool, calm and collective. I grabbed like a bucket of my little watering can that I have for my plants in the balcony. I walked in my neon orange across the road. There's a park with a tap that I think people use to fill up their dog bowls. I filled up these two things of water. I marched them back to my apartment and I stood in my shower with the door closed and just tipped them over myself. I had to. This is the best story ever. I had to. I, I could not go. It was a work event and I couldn't send someone else. No, no, no. Absolutely. <laughs> you had to go. You had to get the job done. So I like quickly like blow dry my hair and also I didn't have quite enough water to get the tan off so I'm trying to wash it off and on the red carpet I'm like interviewing all these people I love and all these like amazing celebrities and like lovely Jackie O gave me a big hug. The whole time she's hugging me and I was like, oh my God, can she smell the tan? Can she smell the hair mask? And I wanted to tell her I wanted to shower. I I couldn't. <laughs> so anyway, that happened. So I got to the event, you know, resourceful. So now and everyone, <laughs> if you watch that video on the Spill Instagram, you're going to see it through completely different eyes. Yeah, if I look hectic, that's why. But I should just say, Court the Show was amazing. It was so funny. Like, people were screaming with laughter. So irreverent. So just, it was really good. So we only watched two episodes last night, but all the episodes are out today on okay. Stan. So Court, you have to watch it. Yeah, you think it was so I know. funny. I'm really keen. I was talking to Chelsea this morning and yeah. she was like, it's great. It's so funny. It's a bit ridiculous, <laughs> but in a good way. Yeah, yeah. Because Chelsea was having the best time because she's obsessed with Carl Stefanovic. I know, it's bizarre. And she was trying to get photos of him in the lobby. And then he sat down in front of us in the theatre. And then he's in the first episode quite a bit. He he has these really funny scenes with Sean Penn. And so there's something for everyone, really. Anyway, 
Today, Angelina Jolie has come out on the cover of Vogue's November 2023 issue and in the interview to accompany it, she talks about everything from her latest venture, Atelier Jolie, to being a single mum and her relationship with her kids now that they're grown. She also says the one thing you're not supposed to say as a famous woman. Here it is, the entertainment news we need to talk about today. Move by Mamma Mia is the exercise app for anybody, anywhere. And in case you missed it, we dropped a brand new stretching collection that can be used to improve mobility and bookend your favourite sweat sessions. Mamma Mia subscribers get unlimited access to Move and we drop new workouts every single week. If you're on the hunt for movement that makes you feel good, head to move.mamamia.com.au and use the code MOVE10 to get $10 off a yearly subscription. In case you haven't already seen it all over your socials, Angelina Jolie is on the cover of Vogue's November 2023 issue. She's wearing a white dress and it's got little splotches of pink all over it. And that's because after she put it on, she thought it was too plain. Is so that she gra- why? Yeah. Okay. So she grabbed these two graffiti cans and just went at it. And then she's holding them like guns. But that's very- like her thing, right? Because remember her wedding dress to he who shall not be named until we talk about yes. him later. How she had this beautiful designer wedding dress and then she let all her, her six kids draw and paint all over the veil. I love it. She was it. like, oh, you know, it's fine. It's just designer, but I'd rather have the kids paint it. I loved it so much. I love this. She looks cool. It's different. It's Annie Leibovitz, who I love, who photographed the image. So I wasn't surprised it was something amazing. And then inside the issue, there's, of course, the interview accompanying the cover. And one of the main things she talks about is her latest endeavour, Atelier Jolie. And it's an interesting one. So immediately when you come across that name, you think, okay, she's starting a fashion label. No. So What she says is she envisions this new venture to be a space of collaboration, a kind of cultural centre meets design workshop, basically a big space where designers can come and make their work. Yes, which is very different to when this got announced oh, maybe a year ago or so and it came out that Angelina Jolie was starting a fashion label mm-hmm. and I think there's this big collective eye roll from the world of being like, oh, another celebrity yeah. just slapping their name on a skincare line or a beauty line or a fashion line, especially because she's someone who hasn't expressed a lot of interest in the business of fashion before. And so people were very dismissive of her. And I think reading this Vogue article, you're like, oh, no, no, she's trying to do something really interesting for yeah. all these and really helpful for all these artists that she's met over the years. Absolutely. Absolutely. So she's got this space in New York and she said it's going to be a workshop space where it combines tailoring and upcycling services with a gallery space and a cafe. And she does a lot of work with the UN, of course. Mm. So the cafe will be in partnership with refugee organisations. And as you pointed out, she said in the piece, I don't want to be a big fashion designer. I want to build a house for other people to become that. So I think it's really fantastic. Yeah. Also in the article, she talks about becoming a mum at 26. LB, did you realise she was that young when she became a mum? No, she seemed so much older. And when I was reading that this morning, I was just like, wow, 26 is so, so young. I think because when the big tabloid storm around her adopting Maddox, which is her oldest son, and her breaking up with Billy Bob Thornton and the whole Brad Pitt thing, that stuff all happened around the time that she became a mum for the first time, like well, within like a year or two years or something like that. And I just remember watching her because I was a child myself. I didn't know any better than what the tabloids were telling me. Yes. She just looked like this monstrous, like, older woman who was doing all these terrible things. And now you look back and think that, like, you know, she was in her 20s and enveloped in this huge media storm. 
I mean, That's, 26 is an adult. I don't want to take that away from her. Of course her, but it's still. an adult, but, like, I'm 25 and I can't imagine being a mum right now. But also she just looked much older. I would look at images of her about a year ago and see the photos of her and Billy Bob Thornton and I would think she was at least it's very like, serene, just older than that. A very serene, worldly vibe to her, I think. Yeah. And I think because she'd been, like, in the spotlight for such a long time, you know, because her parents were famous so we'd seen her in red carpets as a child, yep. it maybe felt like she was a bit older. And also watching her in Mr. and Mrs. Smith, you would not think that's a 26-year-old. Yeah, right. There's no way. But anyway, so she's a mom of six kids. Her eldest is 22 now. And she got quite personal. She said having children basically saved her. She also said in the piece that when she was a teenager, she was quite rebellious, but that having children, she wants to live for them. And now that they're older, she's got a really close relationship with her kids. So in the piece, there are photos of her with Zahara and Pax, and they are both working with her at Atelier Jolie. They've become a big part of her identity, but it doesn't feel like in a bad way. Mm. So there's like, oh my God, I hate that I know this. There's Maddox, Zahara, Pax, Shiloh, Vivian, and Knox. They're the twins. And the one line that everyone is really grabbing a hold of is she says in the piece that she feels a bit down these days. She says, I don't feel like I've been myself in a decade, which I don't really want to get into. And we kind of know she is alluding to the divorce that's been ongoing since 2016. She also noted that she stopped doing less film work seven years ago. She said she would only take jobs that didn't require long film shoots. And she says, we had a lot of healing to do. We are still finding our footing. So basically... The Brad Pitt and Angelina Jolie divorce started in 2016 and last October as a legal battle between Pitt and Jolie over the winery broke down when Jolie refused to sign an NDA. Court papers exposed the depths of what was going on between them. So as we all remember, there was the plane incident. Yes in September 2016, and it was only a few days later that Jolie actually filed for divorce, but it was saying that Brad Pitt was choking, grabbing and pouring alcohol on Jolie and at least one of the children, Mm. and their custody battle is still ongoing, so people are really latching onto that. Oh, yeah, 100%, because the dispute over the winery has gotten really ugly and it's thought that Brad Pitt's team is doing a bit of a Joe Jonas and planting some bad stuff about Angelina Jolie, like he sold her his half for a dollar, but she never gave him the dollar and he tried to get her this beautiful furniture and she hated it. And the custody battle is ongoing. And in the custody papers, it said that the kids don't want anything to do with him pretty much, but yeah. he's still trying to like move that along. So like there's a lot of ugliness there. And I think it's interesting. This is one of the very few times and definitely the most time in like recent memory that she's addressed any of it because she's been staying very quiet. So it's a small quote, but I think it says a lot about where that family is. And also how she doesn't reference him or really get into it. I feel like she's holding her head quite high yeah. in all of this. And every time you do see photos of her, it's her with the kids. Yeah, always. and I think the negotiations between her team and Vogue to even have that little snippet in the article would have been very extensive. And even the photo of her with the children within the piece, like that says a lot of how close they are. Like she's saying a lot without actually having to say a lot. And speaking of saying a lot, there's one line in the whole piece that she says that most famous women wouldn't openly admit. We're going to get into that after the break. So that snippet that we're talking about with her alluding to Brad Pitt is the one that every outlet has pulled out today as the big talking point. There's all these headlines, you know, Angelina addresses her pain about Brad for the first time. And I guess that is interesting. But what I actually found more interesting was just a little snippet buried right down the end of this very extensive Vogue profile. And in it, the author writes that at the end, as Angelina Jolie is about to leave because she's got to go, you know, look after one of her million children who's waiting for her, she 
she hugs her partner, Gabriella Hurst, who's like very involved in the new venture with her to say goodbye. And she says, I'm not really someone that has girlfriends. So this has been a very interesting jump for me. And I thought that was really interesting because it's almost highlighting this thing that people have been saying about Angelina Jolie for decades and really pulling out as the worst trait that she has and why she should really be demonized. This idea that she's, you know, not a girl's girl. She doesn't have any female friends. She's this sexy vixen who will steal your husband and all that sort of stuff. Because even before the Jennifer Aniston thing, which, you know, she didn't steal Bright Pitt. Like, he's a growing man. Like, maybe they got together while he was still married. That's not great. But, you know, he's a growing man. He can make his own decisions. But also she got together with Billy Bob Thornton while he was still dating Laura Dern. And that also really stuck with her as being like the ultimate betrayal of women in Hollywood. Yeah, absolutely. But I also, I don't know, there's something about quite refreshing that she actually has admitted it. I feel like a lot of girls, if you do have girlfriends, you look at the girls who are like, oh, I'm closer with boys or I don't really have many girlfriends. And you think you probably shouldn't say that because it gets a bad rap. But I tend to respect her for going, okay, that part is true. Like I might not be a homewrecker and no, I didn't steal these men because yes, men can't be stolen. But maybe she just doesn't get along with women as well. And that's okay. Yeah. I think maybe in the last few years in particular, we've had a real turn in society of how we look at women and how they talk about women and men and friendship. And at this moment, there's this real push for female friendships and celebrating that, which is great. But, you know, there's a real currency in people like, I don't always make it about Taylor Swift, but she's just known for it, I guess, of really like having her friends front and center and making that part of her identity, which is like lovely. And for a lot of people, that's the biggest relationship they'll ever have. And so you want that to be celebrated in the same way as romance. But then it's made us look at women who don't have these big tight circle of friends and think like, oh, what's wrong with you? People who say like, I'm not a girl's girl or like I'm a tomboy, like those have become red flags. And I think what Angelina Jolie is saying here, you could take it that way of like, I'm not someone who has female friends or you could take it the other way of, oh, I'm not someone who has female friends, but it's something I want. I just don't know how to have that because making friends as an adult is hard. I think even if you are Angelina Jolie, Oh my gosh, especially if you're famous, you can't just go out and bump into someone and be like, hey, nice to meet you. Want to hang out? Yeah. Like, oh my God. I mean, I would love to bump into Angelina Jolie and Same. be friends with her. Actually, so no, many- I wouldn't want to hang out with her. Not in a bad way, but she has that presence that she's otherworldly. Mm. And you're like, I'd be like, what would I say? I wonder if she has that kind of presence. Like, she doesn't come across as warm. No, but I also feel like if you give her a few drinks, she probably would Oh, that's what I'm saying, 100%. It's just like perception that she's a goddess, not a person, whereas she just is a person. What's really interesting is this isn't the first time she said it publicly about not having any female friends, but it is the first time people have jumped on her for it. Because when I was looking up, I found this old interview that she did with Marie Claire in 2011. And at the time she said, I don't have any girlfriends. You'll notice I don't have any other girlfriends who are in the movies. And then she said, I just stay home a lot. I don't talk to anyone else. I only talk to Brad. I just don't have any other friends. So I rely completely on him, which makes me think their breakup is so much worse now because not only did it happen in a terrible way, but she didn't have any friends or a circle of support. So she only relied on him, which would have made it so much harder to leave him. I went and looked up all the other headlines and how it was reported. And all the headlines were like, Angelina Jolie says she doesn't make time for other women. Angelina Jolie (sighs) doesn't want other women in her life. So it was very negative spin around her being this like woman hater. She's always been painted as like the villain. She really has, which is really 
sad. So now it also makes you think, okay, is that another reason why she's formed these such tight bonds with her children because she doesn't yeah. really have anyone else? Like, I hate to keep putting her and Jennifer Aniston in the same conversation, mm. but it's almost inevitable because that's what has been done to them for decades. And I think it's because Jennifer Aniston, like she's known as like the queen of Hollywood. She's friends with everyone in the industry. That's her thing is that she's known for being like the one that everyone loves, the one who hosts all the Hollywood parties, the one who hugs everyone on red carpets, the one who all these other movie stars are so desperate to work with, like a Reese Witherspoon, Adam Sandler, all these people to do movies with her because they say, I'm such good friends with Jen. And on the other hand, you've got Angelina Jolie saying, I have no friends, especially in the industry. And so I think it's been very easy for us to put them in two different camps and pit them against each other. Whereas like, it's just two very different situations. Very different. Same man, different situations. Yeah. Brad's really the problem here. That's what I'm kind of taking from that. Brad's problem. (laughs) It's always a man. That's the conclusion. No, there's so much more in this profile. It's really interesting. So we'll link the full Vogue article in the show notes. Highly recommend you take a read. Thank you for listening to The Spill today. This episode of The Spill was produced by Gia Moylan with audio production by Scott Stronick. We'll see you on mamamia.com.au and on The Spill Instagram. Bye. Bye. Bye.